Greetings, welcome to the February 2024 edition of the Fraser Valley Presale Pulse, bringing you the latest real estate intelligence on the Valley's presale and resale marketplace over the past 30 days. I'm Susanna Gonzalez. And I'm Brittany Reimer. All right, let's get into it. How is the presale market looking, Britt? Well, Suze, I want to say that January is going to be the calm before the storm. Although it doesn't seem like much activity has actually occurred in terms of launches, I know that many developers are working hard behind the scenes, either getting their programs ready to launch or working on new uh, marketing strategies. Yeah, I completely agree, Ben. It definitely feels like everyone is jockeying for position and they're prepped and ready to go. Yeah, lots of events in the in the in the works. And speaking of events, can we talk a little bit about Juno, their realtor event uh, that occurred recently uh, in January? Yes, please. Now I consider that the first big event of 2024, and there seems to have been quite a bit of buzz around it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the realtors were excited to attend as it solidified the start of a new year, new pre-sale activity, new opportunities. And I would suspect that that $10,000 cash giveaway didn't hurt them in getting a good attendance. I bet. Now, you know, there was a lot of focus and buzz around the 10% deposit during the event. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think from a marketing standpoint, it was a great way to create a lot of talk and buzz and focus on this project and to get those in the market and those realtors that have been waiting off the sidelines, especially when they're also offering a 0% assignment fee. Now that's excluding admin fees um, for the first 75 purchasers. Now with growth, that is expected to come in Surrey City Centre over the next few years. This could potentially be an extremely profitable investment without having to give up that full 20% deposit that we would traditionally see with concrete form. That's definitely true. Now I do want I wonder if Juno will keep this 10% deposit throughout their entire sales campaign, though, as that would likely make financing difficult for them. But kudos to them for figuring out it out with their lenders. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Qualico has a great rapport. They're national. Um, they'll have a lot of great uh, opportunities with lenders that are willing to to put their buck into this type of program. So I suspect that they'll be they'll be just fine. And from there, we'll just have to, to really wait and see. Um, we, we know bigger is better, except when it comes to deposits, <laughs> especially those cactuses. All I know is that they have made a big media statement in Surrey City Centre Market, um, which is great. I think it puts a lot of pressure on all of the other projects that are really gearing up to launch in this area, especially when everybody had that starting in 300s uh, tagline. It doesn't look so great anymore, even for, for wood frame projects. Yeah, 100%. There's going to be some fierce competition out there. Yeah, I mean, the incentive uh, drive is real right now. Speaking of drive, this wasn't in the Fraser Valley, but I heard something about receiving a Porsche with a purchase at a development recently. Yeah, we've seen a car giveaway. We've seen 5% discounts. We've seen all sorts of incentives so far. Yeah, all those programs right now that are in market that are seeing transactions, they've got great incentive packages. They're removing that barrier to entry. Love that. I love that saying. And uh, I suspect that they'll do quite well the next 30 days. Yeah, let's move on to pre-sale features now. I know we've been talking nonstop about Surrey City Centre the past couple of months, and it looks like that's not stopping today. Yeah, thankfully, that is right. Uh, we're coming at you with another tower that is anticipated to launch in Surrey City Centre. And we're talking about none other than Georgetown 3 by Anthem. Yeah, Georgetown 3 will consist of 455 units made up of a mix of studios to three beds across 39 levels. Yeah, big project. Um, I'm really excited to see some of these floor plans for Georgetown 3. If I remember correctly, both Georgetown 1 and Georgetown 2 both had some really smart, compact 
plans that worked quite well and actually really led the industry for concrete form to start getting into some of these smaller compact homes. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the average unit size for the homes at Georgetown One was somewhere around 500 square feet, extremely compact and efficient for a tower. Yeah, I was uh, very impressed at that time and still um, it's worth mentioning that there are very few three bedrooms available in Georgetown One, um, but that also seems to be the case for the fastest or for the latest tower coming up. Uh, from what we've seen online, we think the tower will be made up of roughly 50% one bedrooms, 25% studios, and 25% two bedrooms, with only a few three bedrooms sprinkled in amongst the Unimix. Yeah, with a Unimix like that, they're likely to see faster absorptions for their inventory, especially if they keep their two bedrooms efficient like they have in the past as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's going to be critical for almost every single tower that is launching in Surrey City Centre over the next two years with so many projects upcoming in the area. Consumers will have a lot of power and choice when it comes to their purchase, so they have to get this right. Yeah, and I think in the end, what will matter most to many purchasers is the overall end price, not necessarily price per square foot. So compact plans that are still efficient and functional will be more important than ever. Now that Anthem machine uh, just keeps powering on, I think they must be the most active developer in the Lower Mainland in the last 18 months, I think. Yeah, and I have heard some... Um, some rumors that maybe they might hold off on Georgetown. I think it really just depends on what happens with Piano, what happens with Boza, what happens with the results of Juno. There's also a lot of wood frame um, projects coming up. So like Metrotown, when we saw everybody gearing up to launch and then, you know, Ford did and Six didn't, <laughs> right? I think there's a similar sort of theme here in Surrey City Center. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's move on to our next project feature. This one has come from the same developer as Juno, but has more significantly, more low-key about its launch. Now, we're talking about Chelsea, the third phase at the boroughs in South Surrey by Streetside Development. So, sorry, lots of activity coming up there. We're working on a number of programs in the pipeline. Um, this program, Chelsea, will consist of 105 townhomes ranging from two-bed plus flex to four-bedroom homes. They have currently released 17 out of their 105 homes, and they've sold five units since launching in mid-January. You know, by the sounds of it, it seems that activity for townhomes in the Fraser Valley is really starting to pick up again. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you, you nailed it, Suze. A little birdie told me that uh, Kinship also did four deals uh, in the last week of January. And I've also heard that January has been one of the busiest months for Fox and Aikens since their show home completed back in July 2023. And that's, of course, located in South Surrey. That's really good to hear for that townhouse product. Now, uh, especially when you factor in the fact that the sentiment just a couple months ago was that townhome purchasers were taking multiple months before making a decision, revisiting sales galleries multiple times. Definitely feels nice knowing there's some activity back in that market. Yeah, for sure. And then how long this activity actually lasts, I think, is the question here. Um, any of the upcoming rate announcements could impact that sentiment. It could be back to the drawing board. But it is really, really a relief to see some movement in that market that has been very stale for the last 12 months. Yeah. Uh, layout's obviously very important as well. Um, I've heard that there's been some difficulty with some two-bedroom and den-type product. Absolutely, and uh, you know I've I've also heard that, and also uh, we've heard of uh, two-bedroom homes turning into junior three bedrooms to make it a bit more practical for those potential purchasers and more attractive. I definitely think that's the right move. People want the longevity and space of a traditional third bedroom with a townhouse usually. Another element is the garage. The single and tandem garage is also less than ideal for most families. Yeah, completely agree. And that really stood out uh, at Chelsea and at the boroughs uh, for me. The two bedroom plus 10 homes have a pretty functional den um, and have double garages and a rooftop patio. Yeah, Checking so a lot of boxes there. Sounds like they nailed it. Now, currently at the Chelsea, they've released their three bed and flex and four bedroom homes only with the intention to release more inventory as they sell. 
All right, now let's move on to our resale stats for January. Uh, new year, new fresh start. It looks like January has finally put an end to the six-month streak of declining sales activity that we've been seeing since July of 2023. Yeah, we saw 938 resale transactions in the month of January. Compared to this time last year, that's a 50% increase, which is quite significant. Yeah, that's right. Uh, although this number is still slightly lower than the 10-year average, it does seem the anticipation for the end of the rate hike cycles continues to grow and is improving the market sentiment each and every day. Let's just get on with it here, right? Now, already in January, we can see a more lively market, not just from a sales perspective, but from the listings that have occurred as well. We saw the number of new listings in the Fraser Valley skyrocket to 2,300 for the month of January. This is 151% more than we saw in December, and it's the highest month-over-month -month increase we've experienced in the past five years, if you can believe it. Those are some big, big numbers, Suze. I definitely think that uh, you know the, the buyers are starting to be optimistic, but it really is still a, a wait and see over the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, almost 5,000 total active listings in January, which is actually about 10% higher than the monthly average. Now, I'm sure with such a big influx of inventory into the market, many people are wondering, you know, if this means that we'll be entering into the buyer's market anytime soon. Yeah, so far it doesn't seem like it. And the entirety of 2023 has experienced lower than average inventory numbers, and we are still feeling the effects today. So even with such a large increase of homes in January, this trend would have to continue for at least a few more months without a growth in demand for us to approach buyer's market territory. Yeah, absolutely. And as we've seen in January so far, demand seems to be increasing alongside supply. Uh, what I'm really curious about now is what does all of this mean for our prices? Yeah, benchmark pricing for all product types across the Fraser Valley currently sits about 985000 This means that it's remained quite stable for the month of January, only decreasing by about 0.3%. Yeah, we saw the Fraser Valley market take a big leap in 2021 with price appreciation, sales volume up, which in turn has seen the market take a slightly bigger hit over the past 18 months. Yeah, and I think as the market improves, we could be in line for another big leap this year. Yeah, and I think we could start to see that take shape in the next couple months here, Sus. Well, I believe that wraps up the latest edition of the Fraser Valley Pre-Sale Pulse. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and Newswire, our daily email newsletter providing you with the latest real estate news. We want you to stay informed and real estate intelligent. We hear a lot of feedback from our clients who literally open up that email every single day, so don't be missing out. Yeah, and please don't forget our MLA 2024 Intel report. We have it here. We'll be circulating this through email, but our development partners can also expect a hard copy of this mailed to their offices. We look forward to seeing you next month.